Today on the Shrewd Dudes Podcast, we're going to show you a couple amazing uh, stories that we, we follow, some great videos that have come out. But before that, or after that, we're going to get into some really heavy stuff. We're going to talk about the transgender swimmer, Leah Thompson, and uh, some pushback that's coming up. But we're also going to talk about how another transgender uh, person has now resulted in some serious bans on conservatives. Um, following that, we're going to go into the Hunter Biden laptop story and how the Democrats are a little late to the party of the truth, uh, and also how the Ontario government, uh, or the, the CBC, um, are, are now also very late retracting stories uh, that happened a long time ago. And finally, we're going to get into uh, some parallels and some problems with the narrative you're hearing about the Zelensky government in Ukraine, as well as how our own government is following suit on a lot of these anti-democratic ways. We're going to talk about all that and more on the Shrewd Dudes podcast. Okay, another Tuesday news day. We're back. <clears throat> Can't get rid of that easy. Not like we were ever gone, but okay. Sure. That's right. Hey, but we had a good weekend, though. Got yeah. to do some cool interviews, which is fun. Cool interviews. Craziest right. D&D sesh ever. Apparently, we had like two interviews. <laughs> we the Interviews that we did and interviews that we were part of. Yeah. Which was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Got interviewed by the Western Standard, and I thought that was actually a pretty fun Fun interview, probably like the most enjoyable one I did. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Lydia well, was, every all of that interview, I'm just like, she's about to ask me a question. Daddy interjects. <laughs> she's about to ask me a question. Daddy interjects. And I'm I like, stole your thunder, eh? And I'm like, I will take off my sunglasses and look directly at you. Like, <laughs> ask me your questions, woman. Ask it's me your the, questions. It's all in the hand <laughs> gestures, man. I, I, I put up my hand and she was like, oh, oh you got a question. Yeah. I'm like, yes. I Although do. I did notice like when I was watching it again, I'm like, I am William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> all the massive gestures, hand gestures. Very nice. Mm-hmm. It was very you're nice. Joining, you're joining the, uh, the Italians and the Mexicans with our hand gestures talking. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Much. That's right. Yeah. I think when you talk, I'm going to do like the hand, you know, like the sign language. Yeah. Let's talk about democracy. <laughs> but um, no, it's cool. Cool weekend. Uh, you got some cool D&D stuff. I uh, had a visit from an old friend and uh, got to hang out with them for the whole weekend, which was really fun. So, yeah, it was good times, man. Yeah. And yeah. I'm excited to be back in um, back in the house. Also, I got, got myself a haircut. Oh, I I had a little bit of a haircut yesterday because I had a job interview. Okay. And then I walk into that place and I'm like, this is a scam. Disaster. How was the well, scam? Well, okay, it wasn't a scam, but it was definitely a, one of those, like, oh. Because, like, the advertisement for the job position was that you would be a mm-hmm. fire safety educator. And I'm like, hmm. that sounds like an interesting job. And just like go to businesses, go to private, like people who are contracting you. And it's just like, yeah, like we want to learn about like proper fire safety, like designing exit strategies. And like, that's actually sounds pretty interesting. That's not what it was. What is it? 
it was a fire safety product demonstrator that I would be oh. basically giving them a freebie when they enter into the door and then uh -huh. trying to sell them on a subscription service to a fire alarm. Wow. And I'm like, so be a... no. Salesman. And like, Salesman. I was looking up on the Google reviews and they're like, you can't even cancel, like, because there was like a 10 day free cancellation period, apparently. Uh -huh. And they're uh -huh. like, yep, you can't even cancel within the 10 days. Like, they'll continue charging you. And they're like, we're taking this company to courts. And I'm like, wow. Yep, this sounds so many red flags going off. And the lady Super who interviewed sketch. me is just like, yeah, I've been here for like three months. And I'm like, you're the person interviewing me and you've been here for three months. Wow. Nope. Yep. Sounds like uh, you might want to run run the other way. Screaming. Oh, I was just like, this is not going to work, and I'm done. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah. But it's like, we're not pushy salesmen. I'm like, don't even, woman. Don't even. <laughs> but you'll love it. You'll love sales. She's like, you'll spend like, so much no, money. And I'm like, uh -huh. I'm not that kind of person. That sounds like a sales pitch to me. <laughs> yep. So I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Mm -hmm. But you know who else yep. has done? Hmm. This guy. This guy. So just well, to watch this hilarious video, video from a Swansea Taco Bell. Uh -huh. So if your discretion is advised just because of the language, but oh my gosh, definitely got hilarious. A, you definitely got to full screen it. Full screen it. Breaks free. Knocks some stuff over. Takes a swing. What the? Fuck? God, he's still lying there. <laughs> you done, son? You done? Oh, he's like, I gotta pick up my buddy. Yeah, yeah, he's. <laughs> what are you doing? It's like he's super swinging me. Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? That like, guy basically bit off more than he can chew. Like, oh, he did so not much. expect. And you can tell he took a swing at the guy too. Mm -hmm. He just ducked under the swing and took him and picked and him then up. Thud. <laughs> and the ultimate like like wrestling like throwdown. It was glorious. Yeah. Oh. Now, now uh, you know, like I, I did read the story a little more. Uh, the guy's the guy's fine. He basically yeah. came to later and definitely left before the cops showed up because mm -hmm. he did not want to be uh you know <laughs> interviewed. Yeah. So well, but he definitely had his. He's clearly in the right. Uh huh, and he definitely got his like bell rung pretty oh, well. Oh yeah, his Taco Bell rung. Oh no, shame! <laughs> was, like, it, come on, I was right there. It was right there. It was right it there. Was right there, but, but I chose not to take God, it because I took the higher ground. <laughs> sure, he did. Yeah, but it was it was good. It was like um, this is the kind of thing you almost like you see all these confrontations of like these snarky entitled people in stores that like do like you know like dangerous things, and. You're, it's almost like your your heart rejoices you <laughs> when they just get that bell rung. Yeah, yeah. We were like, oh, this is like this is like this is the the, the joy I needed today. Mm -hmm. That was good. Totally. Not, not that I enjoyed seeing people like hurt and all that, but I mean, like when somebody is legitimately like threatening to hurt people, oh, yeah. at, like employees and all that kind of stuff, taking a swing like, at yeah. an employee because yeah. like you were being really rude and they refused to serve you, absolutely unacceptable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that scene in uh, The Expendables where um, Jason Statham just beats up all those guys, just like absolutely like destroys them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had it coming. <laughs> or my wife really likes the the scene in um, Kingsman 
where he locks oh, the door and says, the, Manners maketh man. <laughs> it's like, okay, yeah, that's pretty funny. That was pretty decent. That was pretty decent, I will say. Yeah. But yeah, so that was a good start. Good mm-hmm. start to the week. Uh, what we what we kind of go with that. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. And another one of someone getting their bell rung. The Daily Wire <laughs> launches Jeremy's Razors to compete with Woke Razor Company. Stop so giving good. your money to people who hate you. Give it to me. <laughs> so leading the and, fight. And they, oh, yeah, go ahead. They made, they made an amazing, like, the, oh, the Daily Wire is known go, for a, watch some a of piece. the best trolling. Oh, this yeah, is fantastic the, trolling. They, we're going to watch the video in just like, a second. Ben, Sh- ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, um, uh, Michael Knowles, they've all, they've all had some incredible trolling moments uh that they're basically famous for mm-hmm. and the fact that they're they're the the owner of the company is like doing it now i'm like oh it's just glorious so go ahead continue yeah. so leading the fight against the woke takeover of corporate america the daily wires decided to fire back at harry's razors mm. after the shaving company dropped advertising with a conservative media titan in a virtue signaling maneuver so the co-founder and co-ceo of daily wire jeremy boring is now throwing down the gauntlet by launching jeremy's razors <laughs> an alternative men's grooming line that sends a message to the woke gone broke companies that are perpetuating cancel culture against political opponents while still dominating the industry so this is a clip from jeremy's razors the their commercial. commercial i would say easily of the past two years this year that's what i just say the best commercial this year do you remember when there were two genders and only one and a half of them had to shave their mustaches Oh, hi. I'm Jeremy Boring, CEO and God King of the Daily Wire. <laughs> Harry's Razors advertise on our shows. They're a great product, and we were happy to do it. Yeah. That's before some peon who works for me went and said that boys are boys and girls are girls. And that was just too much for Harry's. <laughs> they condemned our views. Views held by millions of Americans and virtually every human who's walked the planet until about 15 minutes ago as inexcusable. And they dropped their ads from our network because of what they called values misalignment. You're damn right our values are misaligned. And it's not just Harry's either. (laughs) Gillette razors used to be the best a man could get. Then they decided that men are too toxic. Unless you're the kind of man who teaches his daughter to shave her beard. If that makes sense to you, keep buying Gillette. And they have like the <laughs> they have the girls shaving right there. They, they have both the girls shaving and Johnny the Walrus. Yeah, right there. Oh. It's like so good. It continues onwards, and it does continue yeah. to be just utterly fantastic. Utter, yeah. definitely encourage you to watch this commercial because it's um, absolutely fantastic. Brilliant. Uh, but yeah. just more commentary, like for those who didn't know the Harry's Razor story, Harry's uh-huh. Razor basically had this had someone who linked them or tagged them in a post and said, why are you supporting like Michael Knowles? Like Michael Knowles said in an interview with Candace Owens, like years prior that like there are only two genders and boys can't be girls and girls can't be boys. And they're like, yeah, we have a, and they didn't do it like privately. They're like, Oh yeah, we're dropping, like sending them a private message to be like, yes. Like we've looked at this. We have a values misalignment. We're going to drop you. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. They said it publicly. And they're like, we are no longer going to be offering advertisement, like promoting Daily Wire, or like paying them to do promotional content for us because we have a values misalignments and they're supporting bigots and yada, yada, yada. Oh, yeah. And so the public funny... nonsense. Yeah. The the actual Twitter account in question 
the one that apparently made that comment, had two followers. Two, two freaking followers, which means it was like literally created just to make that point. Just to make that point. And, and Harry it, listened. Yep. He listened to a very influential nobody who probably didn't have a profile picture or had pretty much anything on their profile picture. But it's just a message that sounds nice. So it's kind of like that um, Superwoman uh, uh, thing that uh, Steven Crowder did a couple years ago where he uh, he was basically fact-checking that girl that uh, – Oh, like that girl the, that? Yeah, Superwoman. The, the, yeah, it was Superwoman. It's Superwoman. like a Canadian, post- Canadian blogger, yeah. Oh, yeah. Canadian Indian Burby. Yeah, but the the post that she oh, was yeah, the she made the whole video response the whole video were like no no picture basically had no like joined like a couple months ago like yep. yeah it was like <laughs> let's find really obscure people and yep. maybe invent it ourselves and the only reactions to it were both downvotes yeah <laughs> You're just like, what are and you it's thinking? like that's what you're responding to it's like oh uh, somebody's just thirsty for attention just yeah, like that's called manufactured drama. Like yes. where they, they make it up just to make it sound like they, they need some kind of a scapegoat excuse and they made that up. So mm-hmm. no, this is great. This is like the, <clears throat> this is the most amazing, like, like the, the daily wire does an amazing job at doing trolling. Like the, obviously like Matt Walsh did an amazing one where he, he called, um, he called, uh, uh, Alexander Ocasio for her grandmother, um, for her grandmother. Yeah. For I, actually was looking, like, I was looking at that the other day. Cause I was like, trying to find an old video and we mm-hmm. had actually labeled that video mm-hmm. discussing that topic matt walsh epically troll anthropies aoc <laughs> and i'm like <laughs> yep that was an accurate description of what he did so good right so good and like that ben shapiro's done that too and so michael Bull. this company is just ben, full shapiro, of ben shapiro trolling aoc was like he was <clears throat> actually being serious but he knew mm-hmm. that she wouldn't be serious and so it was mm-hmm. actually a troll he challenged her to a debate. To a debate. And as she responded, he was like, uh, what was it, like dog whistling or something like that? Like some Cat-culling. ridiculous. She called yeah. it cat calling. And she, yeah. I don't owe you my time. Because it was literally <laughs> after she posted, why won't conservatives debate me? Like, we never debate <laughs> He's like, I'll debate you. And then, yeah. eh, cat calling. Like, honestly, the best take on that entire debacle was Freedom mm-hmm. Tunes. Freedom <laughs> Tunes, when that was discussed... Because it was just like, I'll debate you, toots. And she's like, ah, you're catcalling me. And he's like, ah, Ben's owned again. She's like, I don't owe you my time. And literally just goes and zooms in the camera on him. And he's just like, the reason you won't be a baby is because anybody who listens to a two-second conversation between the two of us will realize the vast intellectual disparity between the two of us. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, but this is also in response to like, obviously Harry's uh, razors was... Like you know, their 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 whole woke moment what was nowhere near the same as the Gillette ad. Gillette. Oh, Gillette. Like I don't know. It was so are bad. You, are you able to, to to bring that Gillette ad up on on the the? Yeah. Oh, like because uh, so what if anybody doesn't remember Gillette a couple of years ago, uh, they basically decided for some bizarre reason to make an ad where they basically like uh they basically like mock and insult men and basically say you're an idiot and you're terrible and men suck and we hate men and all that kind of stuff yeah so here it'll be a short clip from from that yeah just just do like a short clip of like uh what they do is this the best a man can get 
Yeah. Is it? We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off. Who's the daddy? What I actually think she's trying to say. Making the same old excuses. Oh, Max Boys will be boys. But something finally changed. Encouraging toxic masculinity. And there will be no going back. Because we, we believe in the best in men. Men need to hold other men accountable. Smile, sweetie. Come on. To say the right thing. To act the right oh, way. Bro, not cool, not cool. Some okay, this one bothered me. Right there. I mean, all of it bothered me, but that one right there. Yo, men. And small. I am strong. <laughs> but some is not enough. It's not how we treat each other, okay? Okay. Because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So I I remember watching that the first time, and I literally hurl. I was like, was this bad. is so cringe incredibly cringe like the the messages like that, that are built into that whole messaging are yeah. all of them are incredibly poor arguments well, like they're the idea not that incredible voice... poor argument but they're like the basic message is it's just like well men are they're predators Toxic. they're bullies and they're evil uh, they're... just by their very nature yeah uh, and i mean like the the if, if you notice all of the men Featured in the, the the behaving badly or all white men. Yeah, like there were a couple of like cut like black or black or. Uh, but they know, were they whatever. were directly like they were like they were no they were figures. almost like part of the part of the, the the bigger group or something like that. So um, the problem with Gillette is that um, obviously they basically pissed off their their key demographic, yep. which is men, and so they lost a ton of business. This is one of the only companies myself that I have like I I basically refuse. As principal to buy any Gillette product, even mm -hmm. if it's like, even if it's on discount, even if it's like, uh, even if we're giving it away, I'm like, no, I, I just, I refuse to buy it yep. because they doubled down. They did this commercial, then they did the one about uh, trend, the, the father teaching girls. his transgender yep. girl how to shave and all that. So Gillette basically t tells you, we hate you, we think you're idiots, and we, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't want your money. I'm like, cool, I don't want to give you my money. Yeah, I'm cool with that. So. Well, and that's this that's why this whole campaign, podcast. like the entire motto of this campaign, is "shut up and shave." <laughs> Just razor companies don't. Why are they political? They sell razors. Shut up shouldn't and shave. Yep, yeah, shouldn't have to be political. And the funny thing is, right now, like uh, we're not going to cover the story political. today, but oh basically, Disney, Disney, uh, is being pressured. By a small group of like trans activists mm -hmm. to basically get super political and to oppose the Florida, uh, well, uh, like the Florida bill, and, it's and not then the just Texas a small bill. group of trans activists. It's actually well, it's many of them are Disney employees. Like Disney, I was actually looking at this in one of the articles. It was like one of the side stories of the ones that we're covering. Disney employees mm -hmm. in Walt Disney World are having a walkout to mm -hmm. protest this bill. And yep. it's like, 
the the approach i the best the best description i think i've ever heard of the problem with disney or like with the, these woke activists is that they're basically children having tantrums that's mm-hmm. the best way to describe it they can't make a rational or very like you know like good argument they can't stand criticism and whenever they're 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 pressured or they're pushed against they start crying and they and and all they all they know how to do is yell and scream until they get their way and that's what these people are like yeah. i hate to say it like they're the, the the fact that universities still still cater to these people it's it's remarkable to me it's but um, it would be yeah, laughable so, if it wasn't so pathetic yeah it, it really evil. is like it, yeah it really is like you you're basically encouraging bullies yep. so the yeah but that that leads really well like the idea of like encouraging bullying mm-hmm. and encouraging like you know like shutting down of any any opposing any opposing viewpoint or discussion leads right into this yeah so the 17th place finisher in 500 Rekka Georgi pens letter to the NCAA on transgender rulings so Virginia Tech fifth year has released a letter to the NCAA addressing her opinion on the organization's controversial transgender policy which allowed Penn fifth year Leah Thomas to compete at the NCAA championships last week Georgie offers a unique perspective perspective on the situation as she finished 17th in the prelims of the 500 free last Thursday, one spot out of qualifying for the finals. The 500 was, of course, the event that Thomas would go on to win with a time of 40-33. Towards uh-huh. the beginning of her remark, Georgie says, I reckon respect and fully stand with Leah Thomas. I am convinced that she is no different from me or any other D1 slimmer. Who has woken up at 5 a.m. her entire life for morning practice. She talks about the sacrifice she knows are associated with commitment, such as missing vacations or holidays. She's doing what she is pass- passionate about and deserves that right. Then she gets then Georgie gets into her criticism of the NCAA's transgender policies, stating, on the other hand, I would like to critique the rules that allow her to compete against us, who are biologically women. She talks about how she's a fifth year and how this is her last collegiate meet competing for the Hokies, saying she feels frustrated. In her view, the current transgender policies do not promote our sport in a good way, and I think it would be, it's disrespectful against the biological female swimmers who are competing in the NCAA. And as, as I've said multiple times over, and this, this view is mirrored by, by Tim Pool, why... Are you still? You're saying, "Oh, it's it's unfair for her to com- for Leah Thomas to compete against us," but you literally say she is no different from me or any other D one swimmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're saying that it's, that Leah Thomas is no different than you, then why is it unfair? Why were you still wanting Leah Thomas to compete against you, and then only complained when you were knocked out of the finals? Because you didn't care mm-hmm. about the rules until it affected you. Mm-hmm. This is not about transgender mm-hmm. policy for you. It's only because you didn't get a chance and it personally affected you. Well, I mean, like I, I'm kind of a I'm, I'm kind of like back and forth in this one because on the one hand, I do recognize the fact that the the all the girls that are in like from the girls that are on on uh, you know Leah Thomas's team. To the girls in these championships, to all these families and everyone else, I know that they're being blackmailed. They're being mm-hmm. threatened. I know that, oh, like course. they're being they're being threatened with every kind of punishment from, uh, like being being punished by their schools, being possibly the losing out on, 
Yeah, possibly losing out on on uh, well, career options, getting stop getting threatened, getting docked, getting threatened yeah. by their schools. Like all the all the the, the potential consequences for all of them are pretty, pretty horrible. Yeah, and I I will say I get it. There's a lot of like the risk here, so I don't I don't like to say that. Oh, this is like you know like you should just like you know stand up and you know take a stand. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, yeah, but there is a cost to that stand, and it's not yeah. it's pretty substantial. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Uh, on the other hand. I also agree, I also understand that uh, you know like yeah it, it this does reek of like you know like opportunism but it also might reek of like now the stakes aren't there because remember if she if she pushes back before the race before the race she, then she might she doesn't know how it's going to turn out she might have to get, well because she it, it, maybe she has a better 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 swim and she gets in and so she it's like the well as long as I get in then I don't have to put myself out there. Yeah. But then now that she didn't get in, now she's like, okay, now I'm, and now yeah. she gets, uh, you know, and I think part of this is because that girl, she wasn't actually the one that revealed the story. It was her friend who talked about it and who said that she was crying afterwards and all that. Nothing. This probably followed up from that. So yeah. now the other thing I, I will say about this, and I found really interesting, this girl, uh, what's her first name? Uh, Rika. Okay. So, or Rika. 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 Uh, whatever her name is. Rick. Let's go with Rika. So, Rekha, um, there's two problems with what she's saying, with her statement. And it's that you, you, you understand when you learn logical thinking and you learn about how to make uh, persuasive and reasonable arguments, mm-hmm. which, like I hate to say, the left doesn't know how to, uh, how to make. And um, here's the problem. There's two problems with, uh, with her statements. One, they're, inc- they're incoherent, which means that they, they, they fall apart because they, she's trying to, like, Bridge two worlds, but she can't do it. On the one hand, she tries to say that, oh, Leah is, uh, she's no different from me or any other swimmer. I'm like, then what's the problem? Right? It's incoherent. So, right off the bat, like it's, she, she's trying to make a case, but the whole thing is so convoluted that it, 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 it falls apart. But the second thing that it's problematic is that uh, it doesn't correspond to reality. And that's the problem. She's trying to walk this fine line of like I want I want to say all the nice things so I don't get in trouble but at the same time I want to like but, but what she's saying is it's either Leah Thomas is a man or always or she or he's not it's that simple that's a that's both a coherent argument and that is one that corresponds to reality right the problem mm-hmm. is that she's trying to she's trying to like dance these two incompatible worlds yeah no there there are two things that are incompatible it either if 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 Leah Thomas is a woman, then then she's got she doesn't have a leg to stand on. Yeah. Well, there's no problem, there's no cheating. But if she's not a woman, then you have a problem. So the problem is that people are they they can't pull together this this logic, but because they're being taught not to think. Yep. And sadly, this is the problem with people in universities that they they want to avoid the potential consequences mm-hmm. of like you know saying the wrong thing and this is we, we've been programmed uh, uh, you know to do this cancel culture has taught us that we have to be super careful what you say otherwise the cancel the cancel culture mob will come after us or we have to uh you know like you know there's, there's huge consequences if you if you don't the social stigma and all this kind of stuff and so people are afraid to speak and we've seen mm-hmm. this all this past year with covid Yep. People are super scared about talking about the vaccine yep. or talking about masks. And it's and most people, as we know, they prefer to avoid a fight. Mm-hmm. Hence why this girl, you know, did it now because 
She's like, she's got nothing to lose. Anymore. Yeah. But I think this lady here in the next video will show you what a coherent mm -hmm. argument and one that corresponds to reality looks like. Yep. Take it away, Steve. Are you saying you think that his body is the same as the other girls in the pool? Everybody is different. Are you saying he doesn't have male organs? So do you think that you know everything about Are you saying he doesn't have male organs? Words, and I think you have no idea. Are you, oh, actually, let me ask, let me ask you. Does he have oh, a man? Oh, he just has the idea. That is not a woman. Can I ask you a question? Do you have ovaries? Can I ask you a question? Do you have ovaries? Can I ask you a question? Are you a male? Oh, my God. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> I'm not a vet, but I know what I'm talking about. Ma'am. You rely on stupid arguments because you don't have an argument. No, I've got arguments. If you let me speak, you can talk about it. One of the most amazing, like, you know, comebacks. I'm actually going to use that from now on because I thought it was so good. Mm -hmm. So you hear you hear the way that the guy argues, right? So obviously he's um he's clearly uh you know pro, you know, pro you know, pro transgender guy. Okay. But I mean, and you can tell by the fact that he's wearing a mask. I mean, that, that that's a dead giveaway. Yeah. But then on but then look at his arguments. So his arguments are like he's just like, you know, like you don't think there's a difference. It's like, oh, there's a lot of differences, you know, Everybody in gender and all that. Everyone is, yeah, like body type. Like, that's not an argument. Nope. That's a poor argument. Yes, there's, there's, yes, there's differences between in body types between, you know, like, you know, people. But I'm, I'm, I have a very, I, there's a fundamental difference between a human mm -hmm. and a dog. Yes. They both have, you know, like they both have different bodies, but they're two different animals. Yeah. And there's differences between men and women <clears throat> that they're denying. Yeah. But then look halfway through his little, his little spiel. You can tell he's kind of being, he you know, like he's a little bit. He, he suddenly so. realizes, like he's like, it's like light goes on. It's like, <gasps> like come he, he suddenly remembers his gender studies professor and like yeah. the the big like, takedown, like you know, Carmen. And uh, then he, then he, you can tell by by how he's just like, can I ask you a question? It's like, can I ask you a question? Can I, he's like he's so excited. And then what was like, what was the fallacy? Yeah, what was the no a biologist? Yeah, what was what was what's the name of that fallacy, Stephen? What's the name of that fallacy? Yeah, what's the, what's that thing called? It's a fallacy, in case you guys are wondering. Isn't it's called the, an appeal to authority. Yes, the appeal to authority. The idea, the idea is that only people only, who are yeah. experts in the field can can make statements about yeah. like whatever reality. That and that I, means that like I I yeah, always but, remember like my my best incident because I actually joined someone else's like when we were first starting the half blind hecklers, which is now mm -hmm. the shrewd dudes. I joined someone else's podcast mm -hmm. to do a debate about pro-life versus pro-choice. And she's mm -hmm. like, well, how can you make, make these declarations? Like you're a man and like, you'll never have to make these decisions. And I, I alluded to a popular um, abolitionist by the name of Frederick Douglass. And Frederick Douglass was talking to a popular feminist and she was making these proclamations about married life and he's like well you can't say that you're not married and she's like well you were never a slave so you can't have anything to say about slavery you can't be an abolitionist because you were never a slave and i remember her reaction is just like 
Oh my gosh. And I'm like, yeah. That's she's, the way to do it. That's the way to oh, do it. Like her reaction to that, because I just said it so matter of fact, and she's like, you just destroyed me. And I'm like, did I? <laughs> I didn't even realize. Like, I just thought I was presenting something. She's like, I never realized that. Oh my gosh. I'll never use that that's, argument again. And I'm like, eh, yeah, that, there that, we go. That's like the uh the Jordan Peterson takedown of Catherine Ewan. Yeah. Uh that that the British uh lady. He's like, you know, because she asked him like, what gives you the right to like mm-hmm. to uh to free speech, you know, over trans persons? Like, because in order to be able to think, you have to risk offending people. Yeah. And she's like uh, and, and it literally got her like right, and she was like little. It was like one of the most amazing takedowns I've ever seen. It was, it was fantastic. Brilliant. It was fantastic. But this is why, this is why I always encourage everyone. Um, and this is part, like you know, part of why I like the the name the shrewd is, is that you need to learn how to argue at a high level. And part of learning how to argue is learning how learning about fallacies, logical fallacies, mm-hmm. which exist. There are so many of them. And you have to learn not only how to how to how to avoid them yourself when you make arguments, but also how to recognize what is it that the person is doing, what is their argument, how is it fallacious? Because once you figure out how how their arguments is is uh, intellectually mm-hmm. bankrupt, then you can pick it apart very easily. Circular reasoning is a very common one. Straw man is a very common one. Uh, and what I'll I'll give you a little hint. This next video. The the fallacy that the person is going to use is is going to be called a bandwagon fallacy. See yeah. if you can spot it. Mm-hmm. She, feel, uh, uh, she would feel very uncomfortable. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm not here me. for a debate, Beth. Do you mind? Right. I would like to. I would ask you to please call off your dog. I beg your pardon. Wow. I'm asking you as a mother, I'm asking you as a mother, do not use female spaces. And I'm it, very makes, it makes women and girls feel mother, very uncomfortable. As a mother, you are I not, am, how dare you? As you a, mother, a mother, I am very. You are not a mother. You have birthed your children, you are not a mother, Don. Right. I do the job of mom, which is even I'm more important. I was asking you respectfully. Yeah, between lunch and and afterwards. Right, I was just asking you, do not use female-only spaces. You make girls and women feel uncomfortable. Would you please ask these people? Oh, they didn't actually use it. Oh, like it must have been part of a different. Uh, yeah, because there, like, there was a. Yeah, here. no, it, it's it's somewhere. Okay, there's a longer interchange in what she says because uh, I watched the whole thing. Uh, this must be a shorter mm-hmm. clip of it. Basically, what she says that, uh, or the, the transgender person says, is uh, they say like, you know, well, I I know a lot of people. They they're all fine with it. They're all perfectly comfortable with me being in the bathroom, and that's called a bandwagon fallacy. Mm-hmm. Basically, the idea. Is that but if everyone you know, else accepts it, then it must be true. Exactly. And that's what the, that person fell well, into, it's, right? It's, it's a very popular thing. It's just like, well, it's whenever somebody says, it's just like, well, you're, well, whenever they call this the fringe, when we supported uh-huh. the truckers, it's just like, well, you're part of a small fringe minority. It's like, that's a fallacy. Just because our views are represented by a so-called small fringe minority or small group, does yeah. not mean that our views are wrong. And whenever they uh-huh. said it'd be like, oh, look at all this number of people that got vaccinated. It does not matter how many people got vaccinated. If uh-huh. the vaccine is questionable, then the vaccine is questionable. It doesn't uh-huh. matter how many people believe that it's safe. The reality is that the statistics matter more than the majority opinion. 
Yeah, and I think that the like like in, in contrast, look at the what look at the arguments that the other people made, and they were brilliant arguments. Like yeah, they're they were. very solid. Like the 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 transgender person said, like I'm a as a mother, and How the, the person dare said, like, you. you, yeah, yeah. Well, well, more somebody in the background said you haven't given birth. Yeah, you can't be a mother, and I was like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty much accurate. It's a solid point. Well, now like, you can make the case that people who adopt. Option, of course, but like they're they're making a good case because the the topic at hand is whether or not she's a woman, yeah. and she's claiming that she's a woman because she claims she's a mother. That was the basis of the argument, but that's called a um, a non sequitur. The idea that because I'm a mother or like I'm I'm a mother over children, therefore I'm a woman. That's the non sequitur, right? But then they're pointing out that like no, you're not a mother because you haven't given birth, so that argument is invalid. And that's proper argumentation, right? Mm-hmm. The idea that, like, you know, well, that doesn't work because you're, you know, you have, in order to be an actual mother, in order for mother being a mother, proving that you're a woman, you'd have to be able to give birth, which you didn't. Another person made the same case. They're like, have you had a period? Now, I didn't really hear the answer, but it, I'm sure it was something convoluted. No, again, the, like- a- the answer this person gave was, yes, I have a period. It's called the, the time between lunch and homeroom. Oh, they're being funny. Like- oh, that's even worse. That's even worse. Uh, so yeah. you know yeah. what that's called? So, a dad joke. That's called a dad joke. <laughs> yeah. A little proof on the other side, I think, you know. Oh, a little Freudian slip there. Oh yep. funny, funny, funny. I know. Um yeah. There's also like the you know, the idea that uh, like you know, she wasn't looking for a confrontation. Uh but here's the thing. I mean if I if I'm walking into a women's bathroom, like yeah. you know, just by myself, like no changing, whatever, I walk into a, a women's bath, or I'm going to walk into a women's bathroom. Someone confronts me, and I say, like, you know, I'm oh, not whoa, looking whoa, for a confrontation. I'm not looking for a confrontation, or I'm not looking for an argument. I'm just trying to go to my bathroom. Yeah, I'm like, no, that's invalid because, you know, the by by going by entering, uh, the you know, like a bathroom that is not made for you, you are you are basically pushing a confrontation. The problem is that this person has probably never been pushed back. Nobody's ever pushed back. Mm-hmm. And so this is like, wait, this this has happened. Like, you know, I've done this like a thousand times and never had a problem. Like, clearly the only person with the problem is you because you're the one confronting me. It's like, no, nobody's ever called mm-hmm. you on it. Yeah. That's Everybody why you're... Everybody else has been too cowardly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And so get on these people. I'm glad that mm-hmm. uh, there's brave people out there like finally taking a stand. And on top of that, uh, thank goodness that they're using great arguments. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of people who will not learn great arguments, these children. So Austin Elementary School holds a pride parade, instructs students not to reveal what is said in community circles. So they recently held a pride parade through the halls of the school building as part of their pride week, which also fe- features community circles of discussion where students were told to keep the conversation had within the classroom. Ports libs of TikTok. Students at Doss Elementary School, which serves students in pre-K through fifth grade, were seen in a video originally posted to Twitter by the school's assistant principal. It's not how you spell principal, but anyways. No, it's not how you spell principal. <laughs> but later deleted, marching through the halls, waving pride parade, pride flags, holding signs, and shouting, Pride! This year's Pride Parade will be held during Pride Week from March 21st to 26th. The Austin Independent School District's Pride Week saw the school decorated in rainbow decorations and various gender and sexual identity flags. So, that's horrifying. So this is the, the post 
and all these things for Pride Week. Ah, uh, boy. For stuff that you have with kindergarten to grade five students. Mm-hmm. Because that's totally an acceptable age group to have Pride Week. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what are we going to celebrate with elementary school students? Sexuality. Mm-hmm. No. You deserve a beating. This is why the uh, the the Florida law is so oh, it's so refreshing. vital. Really, it's so vital because this is what they're doing now. Now, let's put this in perspective for for people who are uh, observing these kind of things happening. Let's let's take a bigger view out of this. There's a reason why, um, like the transgender ideologues, the people like the the mm-hmm. activists. Yeah. There's a reason why they avoid having any kind of conversation or debate with people who are like, you know, at least have a modicum of intelligence because they they can't they can't make a convincing debate and so they just want to avoid you entirely. Mm-hmm. Right? So they stick with the people that they know. But then how do they promote their belief or their viewpoint, which is like it's like you know belief. Then they focus on people who don't have the ability, the mental capacity to be able to like think critically, to be able to like see through their lies and and, and who are easy is why they're going after children children are an easy target there's a reason why we have protect like all sorts of protections for children there's a reason why the age of consent for like i think most of canada and you know most of the world is at least 16 if not 18 um you know because the children need to be protected there's a reason why when you hear that somebody say like you know somebody told a child it's like oh this is just like our little secret that's that's sounds like like uh, what a pedophile says to a child because mm-hmm. they, it's all about keeping secrets from your parents. Don't tell your parents what's going yeah. on. There's a reason why grooming it's a it's, it's a crime, a big deal. Because grooming is basically trying to like get children acclimatized and, and to normalize yep. sexuality so that they'll be more uh, willing or at least more open to the idea of having yep. uh, sex with with the person who's grooming them. Okay. Now I'm not saying that that's what they're doing here, but I'm saying the parallels are really creepy Yep. because what they're doing is they're taking very easily, like easily, very, very easy to manipulate, uh, you know, kids. I, I, I used to, I used to work with kids. I know how easy it is to fool them. It doesn't mm-hmm. take much. You don't even have to make a compelling, uh, like story and you can fool them into believing anything. I, used, I actually can, I actually convinced uh, a, a group of kids that when we were we were going swimming at the pool, I convinced them that my 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 uh, bathing suit was water soluble. That uh, oh yeah, like it's, it sucks when I go into the pool, like it's just gonna dissolve. But oh, I just you know it's better if you don't look that my way when it does and all that kind of stuff. And they were like, oh my god, they were like like freaking out. Like all the all the older kids, grade six kids, they were laughing. And of course, they got it. They got the joke. But the little kids, they they had no idea. They they literally thought. That that was mm-hmm. going to happen, yep. Because they're impressionable and they don't know any better, and they they're taught to respect authority. Like, oh, well, this is an authority. Course, like, ideas like this, when you teach them young, then they become they continue with that sort of belief system, and they have they pass these belief systems into adulthood, and they reflect it in that anyone who has an oppositional viewpoint, they form this majority opinion that anyone who has a dissenting viewpoint must be silenced and that's exactly what happened with what's been going on in twitter in the past few days twitter suspends Mm -hmm. babylon b for rach for naming rachel levine man of the year that was a funny article (laughs) oh it was a hilarious article 
<laughs> they lock the idea. accounts of the parody site because we go on the Babylon Bee all the time. We love them. The Babylon yep. Bee was a reaction to USA Today's naming of Levine, who is the U.S. Assistant Secretary of Health for the Department for HHS, as one of its Women of the Year last week. Twitter says it will restore the account, which has more than 1.3 million followers, if they delete the tweet. But the CEO, Seth Dillon, says he has no intention of doing so. And then, of course, Twitter doubled down in punishing them by now punishing their editor-in-chief, Kyle Mann, as CEO, Seth Dillon, and their news site, Not To Be Shared. The Babylon Bee's editor-in-chief has now been locked out of Twitter for hateful conduct. What kind of hateful conduct? He posted, maybe they'll let us back onto our Babylon B Twitter account if we throw a few thousand Uyghurs in a concentration camp. Mm-hmm. So, definitely, of course, alluding to the fact that China and all these other horrible, horrible regimes are still allowed on Twitter. But mm-hmm. if you allude and actually say men are not women and that Rachel Levine is still a man then, oh my gosh, you get kicked off Twitter. And, of course, Charlie Kirk got suspended for the exact same thing. Uh So he said, Richard Levine spent 54 years of his life as a man. He had a wife and family. He transitioned to being a woman in 2011. Joe Biden appointed Levine to be a four-star admiral, and now USA Today has named Rachel Levine as a woman of the year. Where are the feminists? Uh Yep. Yep. See, and that, nothing that, that he said was wrong. There's a, so once again, I want to take a like a bigger picture look at what's going on. Because I mean, I, on the surface, on the ground level, this is like just bizarre. Like, what the heck's going on? Like, this, this is nonsensical. This is like you know doesn't make any sense. But if you back up, look at the big picture. Look mm-hmm. at it like you know like this. Like in, in in the Soviet Union, one of the things that one of the policies that they they followed like to a T. And this was like uh, 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 this is a book I read by Rod Dreher um, that talks about this, like "Live Not by Lies," where basically they, they encourage people to uh, to believe and to perpetuate and to promote lies, knowing that they're lies, mm-hmm. because that 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 basically is a psychological tactic to demoralize people into compliance. Yep. That's what they do. The Chinese government has also been doing this with their social credit system in China, where they basically they don't tell you what the rules are. Because the goal is to make you police yourself, so you're you you basically police your own language to try to avoid, um, you know, like you know, getting hit by the censor. But they intentionally do not make clear rules because they want you to. They want to keep you guessing, because mm-hmm. in, their goal is to try to make you afraid of saying the wrong thing, and hence you police yourself and it's much easier to, to get people to police themselves yeah. than to police every instance of, of wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And so this is what they're doing. And this is how they get people aboard and get people to comply and get people. And this is how you get the transgender thing. Yeah. People are afraid to speak because everywhere they do, if you speak online, you might get censored. If you speak uh, in front of like, you know, I don't know, some event or whatever, you might get, like the cancel mob, which is basically a repackaged lynch mob. Yep, that's what it is because they're not they're not it's not it's not a legal uh, way of punishing people, which is what a lynch mob was. It's like people just decide on their own volition that you know wait we you know what we hate you we think uh, what you did was bad and so we're gonna basically get a big posse of us and we're going to hurt you. 
that's basically what cancel culture is. They just get a giant lynch, lynch mob, an online lynch mob that doxes you, that calls your work, that makes like death threats yep. to you, that constantly harasses you. Uh, Tim Pool, who was the um, uh, like they're, they're the ones that have, that that had that, that that one video that we saw. Yep. Um, they've been uh, what do you call it? The uh, swatted. What are, what are they, yeah, they, they've been swatted, and they actually they had a bomb threat against them. So they mm -hmm. had the bomb squad show up and like search the building for active explosive devices. Like okay. that's the kind of threats. Yeah, that they're facing. These are, this, that's the modern day lynch mob that we're yep. getting. So so just remember, like what's really going on. This is just like small examples of the bigger picture, which is yeah. they're trying to they're trying to train everyone, including you, mm -hmm. how to think. Yep. And you have to say the right words. Otherwise, you're going to be hit by the censor. This is all about population control. It's about re-educating re people into being compliant. And this is why you have to be very careful about how much you buy in. People think that, oh, just 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 do the easy thing. Just just do, you know, do what they say and you won't have any problems. But you don't realize that in the long run, this is a deadly combination. This is why we hated masks yep. early on. Because we, we knew the masks were complete BS. Yep. But we also understood what the real goal of masks was. Mm -hmm. Masks were meant to give you a visual reminder that the pandemic is still out there. Mm -hmm. And it's also meant to train you into compliance so yeah. that when the vaccines rolled out, You'd be more willing to do go them. along with it, right? It's all it's it's all it's like they've already admitted this has been a psychological operation. The British government was very clear that they were doing that, and yeah. you know some people were like, yeah, "Should we be doing this to our old people?" Like, yeah, and this is all the same thing. So the just Canadians never even asked, should they? They just did it. No, they just did it. It's like straight they up, just did it. Speaking oh, of. Can I get a timbit if I get my vaccine, eh? Hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get my, oh, I get yeah. two timbits for you. Oh, yeah, it's great. Speaking yeah. of things that should have been questioned, mm -hmm. let's talk about this whole Hunter Biden laptop story. So, of course, mm. we covered this back in 2020 because we were on the ball. But Hunter Biden's infamous laptop confirmed in New York Times report. Mm. So, a comprehensive report about the ongoing federal probe and Hunter Biden's tax filing. Published by the New York Times. You could have actually found it at this story, Danny, but okay. Uh, I wasn't sure if that was a story. It didn't seem like it. Oh, no, it's the same. Oh, I guess it was. Yeah, it was. Because the, the title doesn't... The title yeah, doesn't... Yeah, well, they try, and, they try and hide. Because it's the, it's the oh, New they York hate Times. It. They try yeah. and hide the fact that this laptop actually was a big deal. So, of course... So dirty. Reminder, in October 2020, the Post exclusively reported on the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. That he ditched at a Delaware repair shop, it contained a trove of emails, text messages, photos, and financial documents between Hunter Biden, his family, and his business associates, detailing how the president's son uses political leverage in his overseas business dealings. Hmm. So, as part of their investigation into Hunter, the Times reports federal prosecutors have looked into emails between the first son and his former business associates that were recovered from the laptop and all of that. Uh -huh. So... This is just kind of a flashback to what the White House and what Democrats said when they were trying to deny and denounce the laptop, even though now we know that it's totally legitimate. 
Oh, we knew that. By the media oh, yeah. of the yeah. media that we now know was yeah. based on complete mistruth. And at the time, remember, even the president of the United States and the White House press secretary maintained it was Russian disinformation. Let's remind our viewers, just in case they forgot. Broadly known and widely known, Peter, that there was a broad range of Russian disinformation back in 2020. I still think that the stories from the fall about your son Hunter were Russian disinformation and a smear campaign, like you said. Yes, yes, yes. God love you, man. You, you're a one-horse pony. Joe Concha. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we heard a lot about collusion, right, during the Trump era. Uh, but the real collusion happened between broadcast, print, mm. and social media all working together to either squash or, the only word that comes to mind, piously dismiss the Hunter Biden laptop story. I'm going to give you the gold star here in terms of dismissals and piousness. NPR, their managing editor, said this, mm -hmm. quote, we don't want to waste our time on stories that are not really stories, mm -hmm. and we don't want to waste <laughs> the listeners and readers' time on stories that are just pure distractions. And quite frankly, that's where we ended up. This was a politically driven event, and we decided to treat it that way. Boy, that aged well, didn't it? And by the way, uh, there were 50 <laughs> former intelligence officers that signed off on a letter saying right. this was Russian disinformation, including John Brennan, who's now with MSNBC, mm -hmm. and John Clapper, who is now with CNN. And if you read that letter, uh, as I did this morning, they admit that they had no evidence that the Russians were involved, but they just had a bad feeling in the pit of their stomach and decided to throw it out there anyway. What an absolute joke, guys. That's right. We have a full case. screen yeah. of those okay. gentlemen that you just referenced. They yeah, absolute right there. joke. Right there. So, so like, I, I need to, like, you know, um, so this is basically something called, uh, you know, the, the political playbook. Mm -hmm. um, there's, all, there's all sorts of people um, out there that have, uh, basically, whenever a situation happens, they use the same playbook to try to do these things. Like, if you remember back in, uh, after 9-11, mm -hmm. okay, the, the American government went full hog into the uh, the big lie which was weapons of mass destruction yep. they kept repeating that the media kept repeating that everyone kept repeating that like they just repeated it ad nauseum until they got into Iraq and then there's like oh whoops there's the weapons of mass oh, oh bad, you know and then they always like so <laughs> this is so this is so common they 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 say a lie and they know they're lying yep. they know it like they before know. they even start and they do it anyways because, because they, they know that it's going to be helpful. And then once the, its usefulness has been achieved, then, then they walk it they, back. They, then they then they walk it back. Be like, oh, I guess we were wrong. Our bad kind of thing. And this is what they did with the the, the Hunter Biden uh, story. So for anyone who like maybe doesn't remember, that was a huge revelation. Mm -hmm. the, the you know the the post was banned by Twitter or not yeah. or like. Uh, they were like shut down, they but even when Twitter and then Twitter said that you, they could get their account back immediately if they deleted the tweet about no. the president's son. No, 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 no. That's not what they said. Like Ted Cruz interviewed uh, Jack Dorsey about that, and he said, like you know, Jack Dorsey said, like, oh no, we we unblocked them. It's like, well, what about the post? Like, oh yeah, that they, they could repost it. That's what they said because well, they know yeah, that was later. But that was the the original stance of Twitter was that they could be restored immediately if they deleted the tw the post. And then once everybody really reacted to that, because they're like, this is mm -hmm. a legitimate news story, you're yeah. literally just covering for the president. And then they're like, well, then yeah. they can repost it. It's like... Yeah. 
but that was later when it was made obvious yeah. that um, like that this is why when they said later on when they admitted yeah we were wrong about this and even then they still would not allow them yeah. to to have their original post because they knew the the logistical things yeah. about it that if you repost that story is like no longer as big mm -hmm. and it's not going to go as viral and suddenly you've basically like Twitter has already demonstrated that they are working in hand lockstep oh, with hand the American government. With, well, the, and the American, not just the American government, because this is of course this was originally, of course, before the election. So it's hand yeah. in hand with the DNC. Yeah, and hand in hand, of course, here in Canada. Before you go into that, um, last thing. Well, no, look, because like you know, like I, you know, there's things that need to be said. The last thing is. Why is this? Why do we care about this? It's because, mm -hmm. I mean, we talked a lot about how, uh, you know, like, oh, what, like, you know, like the, the election, you know, oh, was there like a lot of vote breaking? Was there like, you know, problems with the, was the election stolen? People were like, we're always talking about that. This is like one of the easiest ways to demonstrate that the election was like tampered with in yep. some way because people, like, Americans were polled by all these After research the firms. After the election, they said, by the way, did you know about this laptop story? And they told them what it was. And if you had known before you voted, would, would you, you have changed change your vote? vote? And about 10, I think it was 10% of people yep. said, who voted for Ryan said they would have changed their vote. 10% doesn't sound like a lot, but that would be the difference. 10% is millions. In every every swing state. Yeah. Oh, which is where it matters. More. Because, like, the difference in every swing state, and, of course, we cover this in our federal election special, and you can find that fairly easily. But the difference in these swing states was not 10%. It wasn't 1%. It was a fraction of 1%. Yep. So easily could have made the difference. 10% of, of Georgia and 10% of Arizona, 10% of, uh, you know, Phil, uh, of Pennsylvania voters. Yep. Changed our votes from Democrat to uh, mm -hmm. to Republican. That's it. That that, and it's then over. we now have President uh, Donald Trump. So you can see why they're doing it because they saw what happened in 2016 with Hillary Clinton. There was that uh, email scandal that happened yeah. that uh, came out right before the election. And, and well, and the DNC blamed Facebook and Twitter for not blocking it. Yeah, because they're like, "Oh, you caused Hillary to lose." It's like. Because we allowed this to be, yep. Because you allowed yep. it to be distributed, and it's like, yeah. All right. Well, I guess then we have to not allow any damaging information to come out against the Democratic candidate in the weeks prior to the election. Yep, that's what and, you have to do. And we also saw how Google, after the Trump uh, Trump was elected, they had this big meeting, and it was very public. Yep. And it basically said that we screwed up. We were like, from now on, we're gonna do do our darndest to make sure. That uh, Trump doesn't get reelected. Yeah, and so the the story was like you know Google owns uh, YouTube, doesn't don't they? Yep. Am I right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Google owns YouTube. Hence, YouTube is like banning and blocking anybody who even shares anything related to like to that claim about mm -hmm. Hunter Biden. Yep. Hence, they're interfering with an election mm -hmm. by by shutting down a legitimate evidence based story and hoping that people don't notice. So. This is the playbook. Is it's the playbook. Lie, 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 and it's until you're lying. Yeah. So and we covered this, like of course, that. when we talked about the Freedom Convoy back in early February. Ottawa police admit Freedom Convoy unconnected to arson attempts. 
So they have cleared the Freedom Convoy of involvement in a highly publicized arson attempt in an apartment building while protests were still ongoing throughout the city. According to a March 21st press release, one 20-year-old man named Connor Russell McDonald was charged for his involvement. And this is the quote, one man has been charged with, in relation to a deliberately set fire in an apartment building. A second man mm -hmm. is still wanted. There is no information inciting, indicating McDonald was involved with the convoy protest, which was going on when this arson took place. Mm -hmm. yep. So he was charged with one count each, yada yada. Police yep. are still looking to identify the second suspect. So, yeah, you have to remember, like, the, the media and um, our public institutions have been doing this for, like, a long time. Kyle Rittenhouse. We, you and I went through mm -hmm. Kyle Rittenhouse yep. and what happened there. And that was just chock full of lies. Like, verifiable lies. And they didn't care. They were, they were kept perpetuating them. And here, why is the story important? Because this is part of a larger effort by, like, the liberal government to try to basically lie and to, to, to slander and to make completely false and totally um, unverified, totally un, unproven allegations to try to to try to make it sound like the people who were at these rallies were absolutely dangerous. And in the Twitter feed, uh, the, the Twitter account that, that uh, we have after this, it it shows mm -hmm. all of these members basically using that as a pretext to try to like claim these yeah. people are dangerous. Mm -hmm. They don't give a crap about the truth. This is what really bothers me about these political yeah, elites. Really, they are really pathological liars. Yeah. Yep. See what they did? Where yeah. people started a fire, when they exited, they taped the door. And an attempted arson, all of which, Madam Speaker, was caught on video. It has been an illegal occupation that has uh, been harassing people in residential areas of Ottawa. People don't feel safe in their own homes. There have been mm -hmm. reports of attempted arson. Of Canadians are also concerned hearing reports of an attempted arson in the lobby of a residential apartment building. Because we see um, hate speech, we see uh, illegal acts such as arson. The incessant honking, the arson attempts. The incessant honking, the arson attempts, an attempted arson of a residential building in the occupation area. We've seen the active sabotage of 911 emergency call lines and even an attempted arson. Other alleged crimes have even been more egregious. Ottawa police are investigating the attempted arson of a downtown apartment building. The situation persists, fueled in part by foreign funding. We saw reports of attempted arson in some of the buildings. And it certainly does not include arson or pushing into a residential apartment building and barricading the exits with handcuffs. The arrests for conspiracy to murder, attempted arson of a residential building. Over the past three weeks, we have watched assaults, attempted arson. They have been living in fear. Fear that their apartment buildings may be torched by arson. Seen assaults, attempted arson, widespread harassment. There's been attempted arson with handcuffing doors shut so that if a fire started, people would be burned alive. And Death threats, an attempted arson. A building had mm -hmm. an attempted arson where the doors mm. were taped shut. Another building hmm. had occupiers attempting to handcuff the doors. There are reports of a sensing the pattern. Bomb threat. Mm -hmm. kind of pattern here. Yeah. Misogyny. Enough of the stupidity. Like it's 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 crazy, isn't it? It's like you painful see, how dumb like it is. almost half of the people in that were <clears throat> like you know, were reading off of a prepared like you know like yep, you know, document and all that. 
That means that somebody wrote that. Yep. That means that this was not just an off the cuff thing the cuff. that somebody That's just kind of like, you know, like, oh, I'm just, you know, like off the top of my head, maybe the arson, like, you know, like, yeah. this is uh, prepared liberal and NDP remarks to purposely yeah. implicate the convoy. And and you heard somebody in there was saying uh, on, on, on top on top of the you know attempted arson, they said that foreign funding. Remember yeah. that lie? That's already that's already been proven to yeah. be verifiably false. Mm-hmm. Now the, the, here's the problem that I have with this this whole approach. Uh, my problem is that these people lie and they get away with. This is exactly the same problem that the media gets away with in the in, in the U.S. Like. Um, what was that? The 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 Covington boys. Um, yeah. they they were victims of a media smear campaign yeah. that was so egregious and so blatantly obvious that it was weaponized. And then afterwards, after they done their damage, they're like, "Oh, whoops, our bad," and they just didn't care. Kyle Wittenhouse the same way. Mm-hmm. They they slander tons of un unproven allegations, all of them to prove false. And even after they were proof false, they couldn't help it. So why do these people do it? Don't let them for a second, like you know, fool you into thinking that oh, we didn't know. They knew what they were doing. It was planned. It was orchestrated. They sat down in a big liberal meeting and a big NDP yeah. meeting. They basically said, oh, by the way, here's what oh, we're going to say. Way. We're all going to basically say and repeat the the the, the talking okay. point that these are dangerous people. The arson, the uh, the like, you know, threats of violence. The people are scared in their homes. That all of these are lies. And if you really understand what your government is doing and what the government of America is doing, yeah. you really would be pissed. They're lying to you, to your face. And the worst part is not just that they're lying to you; is that they're lying to you and they don't care. No. That is how arrogant only, and smug well, they, they are. don't care, and they only will admit it. When they know that there is no other recourse. No, no, no. But if even if they admit it, they 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 will find some way to not take responsibility yes. for it, which is like the worst part, actually. Mm-hmm. So again, this is all political manipulation. People are being played, and it's really sad because these lies have consequences. Now, in the states, the consequences were possibly Joe Biden may have been elected illegitimately. And you know, as a result, like millions of people have suffered because of all of this yep. terror. Like he's one of the, like he's considered to be one of the worst, potentially one of the worst presidents yep. ever in the U.S. And like the harm he's done is terrible. And here in Canada, what is the result of all this? Like you know, these lies, these blatant, absolute lies, is that the Trudeau government basically was able to justify or mm-hmm. somehow justify completely and totally, uh, you know hurting Canadians, peaceful Canadians, with completely unjustified police brutality and to freeze the, the bank accounts of people illegally yep. and to basically, like, you know, make all sorts of, like, you know, uh, additional, like, heavy-handed rules. It's, it's, these are bad people. Terrible people. But this is what they're doing. They're playing mm-hmm. you. Yep. This is from their playbook. It's not just in America. It's not just in Canada. But it's also here in Calgary. Yep. Like when I found out what was going on here, I, I was saddened. But yeah, Calgary's been doing the same exact thing. Yeah. So, of course, like we have said, uh, police cracked down on peaceful protesters at Calgary's Freedom Rally. Now, of course, we went to the rally. We covered the main portion of the rally. 
This mm -hmm. these events occurred back at Central Memorial Park, which is where we yep. met at the yep. rally. And then the main portion where they had the speakers and the songs and the chanting mm -hmm. was at City Hall because of the injunction. Mm -hmm. And then this police crackdown happened when they returned. Mm -hmm. So police crackdown on the peaceful protesters this week in Calgary after the mayor led by after the city led by Mayor Jyoti Gondek applied for the court injunction limiting the ability of protesters to gather. And, of course, here are the pictures of the injunction. So police in downtown Calgary are handing out the injunction applied for by the city in advance of the Freedom Rally. That didn't stop the protests, and even though the Calgary police put out a warning for them not to attend the downtown area, at least a 1,000 protesters came out to advocate for their freedoms, which continue to be thwarted by vaccine mandates and other restrictions brought on by the so-called pandemic. So this is some footage that you can find from them outside of city hall mm -hmm. which the police presence was exceptionally heavy there so instead mm -hmm. of aiming to create chaos and competition between themselves and the counter protest group freedom rally protesters set their sights to city hall to protest the injunction on top of what they currently advocate for now of course this is because there was a counter protest group in the belt line that i believe mm -hmm. it congregated around 17th Yep. And that was, like, trying to confront against us. And they're like, eh, don't care. Like, this is just going to be used to incite some police violence. And mm -hmm. so we're going to go to City Hall. And then mm -hmm. they come back, and guess what? This group has congregated back at Central Memorial Park. And then the police use that as an excuse to crack down and arrest some people. Yeah. So um, so this, this is, uh, again, speaking of... Um... Uh, of uh, playbook, this is this is uh, this is another logical fallacy. And I want to give you a big picture of this. This is called a fur furtive fallacy. Mm -hmm. Okay, a furtive fallacy occurs when the outcomes seem to have been caused by the malfeasance of the decision makers involved. It's the whole idea that oh, there's a fire, hence the people who the protesters or like the freedom protesters are the ones that caused the fire. Yeah, it was like no, actually, the fire was caused by City Hall. So this is a common tactic, and again, part of the part of the leftist playbook. So what? Uh, I'll give you an example. In uh, in the UFC, there was uh, a pro life group that you know did their usual thing. They, mm -hmm. they they had this planned event. They went through the university and they basically uh, put these displays on campus. Whether people like them or not, it's yeah. relevant. It's basically, they have the right I to show them displays. Years. Now, yeah. So what happened was the they're there, and then you have a group of counter okay I, I don't like to call okay but they call them counter protesters but here's what an actual counter protest would look like you the other group sets up either opposite of the the, the main yep. group or in some opposite way and they protest in their own way they 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 promote their things and all that no 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 that's not what they do Just they like go right after yeah they go right after right at the the protesters they confront them. They get violent. They try to steal their signs. They try yep. to like uh, uh, cover up their signs. They they they, they get violent. The police have uh, the campus security and whatever security has to get involved. Suddenly, there's scuffles. There's scuffles, and what happens? The university the then says, the "These are this is dangerous. This is so dangerous. This was all caused by the pro life group. Mm -hmm. So we're banning the pro life group from campus." Now, thankfully, there was a court case that overturned it because, of course, they did because this is clearly not 
Uh, mm-hmm. Like what the what the pro, the the pro left group was doing was legitimate. What the counter protesters were doing was not. So this is what's happening here. Two years, you have completely uh, peaceful, nonviolent, non-confrontational uh, freedom rallies. There's not a you know if there's arrests there because of the mandates, not because there's any actual you know malfeasance or any any danger, but no problems, right? Mm-hmm. Suddenly. The city starts ramping up the rhetoric. Oh, dangerous, danger, danger, danger. And I, I saw it coming when I started hearing that in CTV and Her- the Herald. And I was like, yeah. oh, they're, they're planning something. And suddenly, guess what? Suddenly you get these protesters and obviously a very small group. Mm-hmm. And suddenly you see the, the city. And, and what is the justification? The city said the the injunction that they got, which I well, well thought, the injunction that they got, they got it because safety. Yep. It's all about protecting Calgary that's, citizens that's from these dangerous rallies. It's 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 all manipulation. It's all mm-hmm. completely made up. It's it's they meant they created the fire, and then they used the fire to blame yep. the freedom rally. Yeah. So really, who's responsible? City Hall. They played us, and this is what they do. Sadly. Yep. It is what they do. Unfortunately. Oh. <sighs> yep. And. Politicians just go along with it. I, mean, <laughs> I have no way to transition to this. The, the best way I can transition here, I'll give you a transition for this. Like all of this has been part of the playbook. The playbook has been, you know, rhetoric, and then, but really, you're the one that's causing most of the problems. I think the same thing happens in the situation with Ukraine because Zelensky is doing the same kind of things, the same playbook. Let's talk about the playbook that he's using. So Zelensky evokes Holocaust as he appeals to Israel for aid. So Mm -hmm. Ukraine's president on Sunday called for Israel to take, called on Israel to take a stronger stand against Russia, delivering an emotional appeal that compared Russia's invasion of his country to the actions of Nazi Germany. In a Mm -hmm. speech to Israeli lawmakers, President Volodymyr Zelensky said it was time for Israel, which has emerged as a key mediator between Ukraine and Russia, to finally take a side. He said Israel should follow its U.S. Western allies by imposing sanctions and providing arms to Ukraine. One can ask for a long time why we can't accept weapons from you or why Israel didn't impose sanctions against Russia, why you are not putting pressure on Russian business, he said. It is your choice, dear brothers and sisters. Zelensky has carefully catered a series of similar parliamentary speeches to his audience. Uh made frequent references to the Holocaust as he tried to rally support. The comparisons drew mm-hmm. an angry condemnation from the Holocaust Memorial in Israel, which said Zelensky was trivializing the Holocaust. Zelensky mm-hmm. accused Russian President Putin of trying to carry out a final solution against Ukraine using the Nazi term for its <sighs> planned genocide of 6 million Jews during World War II. Mm-hmm. Zelensky, who himself is Jewish, also noted that a Russian missile slammed into Babi Yar, the spot of a notorious Nazi massacre in 1941, that now hosts Ukraine's main Holocaust memorial. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this this of course completely ignores the fact that during World War II, the Ukrainians mm-hmm. hunted down the Jews themselves. They actually like created their own death squads and actually actively. I, I remember like hearing somebody talking about it. They were saying that. Ukraine was actually one of the worst places mm-hmm. for like you know like the terrorizing and execution Jews because they had their own Nazi death squads. They did. They and sadly, like he, like Zelensky here is trying to shame Israel and saying like he's like oh it's our own Holocaust and I'm like come on man 
They even said that they were like he even said during the speech that like Ukraine was like so good at protecting Jews during World War II. And it's like the, the complete opposite nope. is true. Nope. The absolute opposite is true. They actually were incredibly harsh, horrible to Jews. Like, if anything, mm -hmm. the, the Jewish people uh, have a right to be like, okay, you know, like, <laughs> like you were not exactly. You um, are a, a, Yeah. And they legitimately still have an anti massive anti-Semitism problem in Ukraine. Well, but like one of their main, one of their battalions is literally a Nazi battalion, the Azov battalion. Yeah. It's yeah. responsible mm -hmm. for the defense. I don't, I think it's Mariupol. I think that's where the Azov yeah, Battalion yeah. is mainly based. Yeah. It was just like, oh, yes, like the Ukrainians are wonderful at defending the Jews and it's and defending against the Nazis. <laughs> it's like, until no, we kill them, unless we are the Nazis. <laughs> it's like, food like, no. you, you fell for it. <laughs> and like, they're it's not just, it's not just the Azov Battalion in which the Ukrainians are acting like Nazis. Like, just recently, Zelensky announces ban on 11 Ukrainian political parties with, quote, mm -hmm. ties to Russia. Now, this is, of course, from Axios. So they mm -hmm. deliberately say that they have ties to Russia. Mm -hmm. So uh, the National Security and Defense Council of Ukraine decided to ban the activity of opposition party for life, Shari party, Nashi, opposition bloc, left opposition, union of left forces, state progressive socialist party of Ukraine, socialist party of Ukraine, Socialist Party and Volodymyr Saldo block Zelensky said. Oh crap. What? Oh shoot. What what happened? My mouse died. Mm! <laughs> you had a battery, you pause it? Um mm! I don't know how to pause it because I don't know how to switch. <laughs> I can't switch. No. Oh, I'm so screwed. Does your house have like a like battery, or does it have a? Yeah, it has a battery uh, and it's not plugged in at the moment, and I do not have. Hold on. Oh boy! Oh, that's Stevie. What are we going to do with this guy? This one I'm glad today's show is not a, not a live show. But today's show is sponsored by Jeremy's Razors. You know, bringing you the best in razor technology. So if you want to troll the left and show them that, they, that you don't like what they got, you get yourself a Jeremy's Razor and give a giant middle finger to Gillette. Because they are so woke, it's painful. And today's show is also sponsored by Zelensky, who who's going to shame you into believing that you are a horrible human being if you don't start World War III. But then he will himself act like a full-on dictator. Emphasis on dick. And finally, our show is also brought to you by, by uh, what are they called? Uh, uh, hormone blockers, you know, because you know what? You're not allowed to use uh, any drugs off-label, like ivermectin. That's just, like, wrong. But you are allowed to use hormone uh, blockers, you know, off-label. That's totally cool, and putting them to children, which has not been tested. So, hey, no worries. It's all good. All good, bro.
Hey, he's back. Has been entertaining. Oh, it's been lovely. I've been telling him about our our, our wonderful like uh, sponsors, or at least sponsors I like. I'd like to have that be you know kind of awesome. Jeremy's razors. Like Jeremy's razors and Zelensky, who will shame you into uh, you know starting World War Three, or you're a bad person. As well as hormone blockers, which are totally cool to use off-label without any evidence or uh, proof that of the harm they could do. But they, hey, totally cool. There we go. Okay. Got it? Back? Back black? There we go. I'm using an interesting system to try and get this back. Okay. So now we are back. All right. We're back. Yay, we are back. All right. Oh He's got gosh. this. He's oh, got God. it. No, my mouse died. Aren't you glad this this is not a live show? <laughs> well, a live show would make that a little more interesting and a little more excusable. It would. Well, because then I'd be able to like you know like go on and on about like well entertain the crowd while you're uh, off. Well, I'm running. Sadly, off my get sadly my my little like monologue's probably going to be like deleted, which okay, it happens. Okay. Anyways, go on. No, I'm so like, back. It, to, back I to can Swansky. keep that. It'll just be an interest to be like, yep, my mouse died in the middle, <laughs> and it'll be interesting. All right, but all right. Where are we going? <laughs> uh, so we're, we got Zelensky announces the. Uh, oh the yeah, because I was trying to scroll down. Band. I was trying to scroll down. Yeah, and then that's all to the story. Yep, which is fine. Like the the idea well, yeah, is that like... the mass the massive part is that the like like he basically they 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 give you a number, but like do you know how many opposition parties there are in um, Ukraine? No, I'm guessing eleven. I'm Probably. gonna go like you know well, well like, I heard like Ben fact... Ben Shapiro said that the official opposition party was blocked. Yes, the official so, like, opposition it... party, which is I think called the For Life Party. Yeah. So and like, as far as I know, the For Life Party has not supported the Russian invasion. I think they partially condemned it. But mm -hmm. let's let's be honest. Facts, Max. Facts, yeah, facts, facts. Like, if you are. <laughs> the dominant political party and what you are doing is making it so the other political parties can't be a part of society. Guess what? That's completely inappropriate. And that is an abuse of power to the extreme. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what you are trying to say to the Israelis that you've condemned. You are acting mm -hmm. exactly like a tyrant. Yeah. But this is like the one thing that you have to be super careful in any government. Like you'll governments that are in war are usually like at, at, at those points, that's when the government is really dangerous because then they can impose martial law. They can impose all sorts of things, but like, look at England. Okay. Mm -hmm. England, world war two, they were under like literal, like threat of their existence. Like yep. Germany was pretty much bombed the crap out of them. They were like the, the, the blitz. And guess what? The British Parliament did not dissolve opposition parties because yeah. they still needed to have a functioning government. They needed the, the public to believe that their government was not compromised because that would just only add more fuel to the fire, right? Here you have like Vladimir Zelensky, uh, and he's basically like saying like you know, well, it's too inconvenient to have opposition, opposition parties. parties. It's too inconvenient it's to have any kind of debate. So I'm just going to get rid of it because yeah. it's just too hard to to govern in the middle of a crisis with any criticism. So I'm just going to make myself make king. It so that I am your ruler. That's right. He's king, baby. He's the king. King returned. Yeah. 
But and... this is what tyrants do when they're like they it becomes obvious that this is their their end game. Yep. This is exactly what our Canadian government it's exactly what this the is what they're doing. Governments is doing. So this yeah. is an article from the CTV News. Liberals, which we hate, with, but yep. we still need to use it. <laughs> Occasionally, we use them. Liberals deal with NDP will keep Trudeau minority in power for three more years. So the federal Liberals and the New Democrats have finalized an agreement that, if maintained, would keep Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government in power until the end of the current Parliament in exchange for progress and long-standing NDP priorities. Trudeau announced on Tuesday that the confidence and supply agreement has been brokered effective immediately and will remain in effect until June 2025. We're different political parties. We stand for different things, but where we have common goals, we cannot let our differences stand in the way of delivering what Canadians deserve. That's why we're taking this step. What this means... No, it's... Yeah. Is they're not different. Like, they're time, pretty much the same. Yeah, exactly. The government can function with predictability and stability and get things done for Canadians, the Prime Minister said, adding that this was not an easy decision. Of course it was. <laughs> being so a dictator because you're so a jackass. Easy. Oh, the agreement will see the NDP caucus prop up the government in future confidence votes and back them on four budgets in exchange for progress before the next election on several key policy issues that are shared liberal NDP priorities. So saying that this is his party using power to get help to the people. Uh -huh. Oof. Yeah, that's for the people. For, for the people. The people. Except okay. using this agreement, they can sign mm -hmm. in things which are not universally accepted, like universal basic yep. income. They can sign in things like mandatory vaccinations. They can sign mm -hmm. in things like, well, they can continue policies the federal government is enhancing. Like yeah. the um, the fact that you need to be vaccinated to fly. Yep. They they can enhance things like emergency orders. Yeah. Like these are all really crazy things, and they yeah. need to be put a stop to. They need to put a stop to it right the frick now. Yeah. The 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 thing that happens so for people to understand what's going. Canada has a system of government. Uh, in case you're not from Canada. Uh, that basically says, like, you know, like the, the government with the most seats in the House of Commons gets to, you know, make decisions. If you don't have the majority of seats, you have to basically team up with other parties mm -hmm. in order to make, you know, be able to pass pass specific legislation that's a confidence vote, basically. Now, the, the, the liberals have been in a minority since, what was the last time, like 2019? Or, like, it's been a while. Uh, yes, They've been in the minority for, for quite a while. Yeah. So what has happened is this is basically the liberals essentially cutting a deal to get a majority government Until without earning it, without yeah. earning it. Well, this is, this is exactly what the I remember like back when Stephen Harper won. Yeah. Or when he first won and he had his first minority government, the liberals yeah. and the NDP and the bloc all conspired mm -hmm. to form a coalition government. That would mm -hmm. overthrow Harper, and Canadians responded by having a vehement no. That mm -hmm. is not what we want. That's not what we voted for. And if you were going to do that, you should have announced it prior to the election. Mm -hmm. And like this is the exact same thing. Like I'm sure that there will be Liberal and NDP supporters who oppose this. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. most of them, being rabid leftists, are like, "Yay! Now we can push our policies forward." And it's just like, oh, ah! because. Because because one of the characteristics that's very inherent in a lot of these extreme leftists is uh, ends justify the means. Mm -hmm. So that's their philosophy. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so if this gets what they want, they're all happy with it. Yeah. Now you have to remember this is like this this you can't just like see this without context. Remember, over the last couple of years, Trudeau has made several attempts to try to consolidate like total power. So at the very beginning of the pandemic, 2020, the liberal government attempted to impose this this uh, essential uh, uh, this legislation that would give them complete and total mm-hmm. ability to uh, tax and you know and, and to tax make all these spend. like you know, taxes spend and to do it without any any input from the uh, you know from the opposition parties he took a moment of emergency and he tried to use it as leverage to get absolute powers now at the time the gov- the, the opposition parties were like no we don't want that because once you get it then what do we you know we're basically useless and we have no leverage, no power. So they didn't like it because they weren't getting anything out of it. Then later on, um, uh, like you know, like then Justin Trudeau tried to pass other other rules, other laws that try to get him, like you know, this kind of power. Like you know, then he took the election, the the, the last election, which was I think was it twenty twenty one, the previous election. Yeah. So twenty twenty one, Justin Trudeau saw the polls. He's like, hey, I'm looking pretty good. I'm going to push an election. Everybody knew it was totally a. I think the polls are in my favor. I'm going to see if I can get my majority. Yeah. And he failed because he mm-hmm. misread how that would look. And so he got a minority government again. And then finally, he tried to get this power through the Emergencies Act. But then he realized that the Emergencies Act and, and doing it the way he did came with a lot of political liabilities. And so ultimately, he scrapped it because, you know, it, it was not going to work out. But make no mistake. Justin Trudeau has no love and no respect for Canada. He he hates Canada. Oh yeah, he Canadians. He hates our parliamentary system. He he wants to get away. He just he wants to scrap it. And the reason why he wants because he hates any criticism. You see him in the House of Commons. He is the most. He is the biggest smug, arrogant mm-hmm. douchebag I've ever seen. And and I've seen. I've watched Craig Shen. I've. Uh, Paul Martin, I've seen even Stephen Harper, the way they answer. They, they, I mean, you know, they're not great, but they at least answer the questions. Yeah. You know, and, but Trudeau has been an absolute, like, you know, uh, you know, just an absolute fool and, and a really arrogant, you know, fool at that all throughout this thing. He hates criticism. He yeah. hates having to justify what he says. He, he wants nothing more than power. And if we saw what happened, the, the U.S. with the Kavanaugh hearings, if we saw what happened with the rabid leftists and how they're, they they have this ends justifies the means approach, this is what Trudeau is. Mm-hmm. He is the most amazing representation of the ends always justifies the means leftist. Basically, I don't care what I have to do. He would, he would sell his own into slavery yeah. if it means he gets what he wants. He would, he would kill 100 puppies. If it meant that he could get his power, like this is how how morally corrupt these people are. Mm-hmm. And Justin Trudeau, for those of us who understand and who know what he's doing and who know what his real goals are, this is not a surprise. No. It's sad. He's basically going like this is going to embolden him some really horrible thing. Yeah. And ultimately, what's going to happen? He's going to blow spending out of like he's going to blow his spending. Then he's going to blow taxes out of the water. He's going to increase taxes on every Canadian, hurting millions of Canadians, mm-hmm. and making making our lives miserable. Yeah. 
and ultimately he's not he's not going to be accountable. No, and that's a really sad thing. Uh, Justin Trudeau with a minority government is dangerous. Uh, Justin Trudeau with a like a, sure. absolute power is downright like oh, yeah. like he's, he's going to go down as one of the worst tyrants. I think mm-hmm. at, at the end of his reign, it's going to be terrible. But really, the big losers here are, are Canadians. Oh yeah, big time. And so now we move on to our final story where the big loser in the COVID battle was everybody. Ugh, yeah, this was so sad. Yeah, so this is from the National Review. More Americans 65 and under died from alcohol-related causes than COVID-19 in 2020, study finds. So alcohol-related deaths increased 25% from 2019 to 2020, with alcohol-related deaths amongst adults younger than 65, outnumbering deaths from COVID in the same age group in 2020, a new study has found. Hmm. So alcohol-related deaths, including from liver disease and accidents, increased from 99,000 in 2020, up, increased to 99,000 in 2020, up from 78,000 the year prior, according to a study performed by researchers with the National Institute on Alcohol, Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism, a division of the NIH. While 74,000 Americans ages 16 to 64 died from alcohol-related causes, 74,075 individuals under 65 died of COVID-19. So, of course, that's very close. A rate of increase for alcohol-related deaths in 2020 was greater than the rate of increase of deaths from all causes. So the study was just an shows just another unintended consequence of COVID-19 lockdowns and mitigation measures. The largest increase in alcohol-related deaths in 2020 was amongst young adults aged 25 to 44, a group that nearly recorded a nearly 40% rise over the previous year. So, and of course, then it talks about the study. But, mm-hmm. yeah, and we've, we've said these things for a very long time, speaking about the damages of lockdowns and all the mm-hmm. harms that they caused. And they caused, of course... A lot of harm uh-huh. and it killed a lot of people from alcohol related causes from an increase in suicidality from an increase in overdoses and then of course uh-huh. things that weren't di- directly related to to deaths there was an increase in homelessness an increase in unemployment increase in yeah. bankruptcies the lockdowns 100 percent were catastrophic on western society and yet mm-hmm. our leaders do not accept any blame mm-hmm. they're just like well we did it for safety and as fauci said just the other day it's like oh yeah if there's a new variant like we could lock down again yeah. and thankfully more politicians were like ted cruz and said hell no mm-hmm. in canada the they're like wrong. okay yeah the, the problem here, uh, and I think this this really kind of like, you know, a, a bow on this entire, like, you know, like this entire episode. The idea is that people are willing to lie, you know, even though even if they know it's a lie, if it gets them what they want. Mm-hmm. They they pushed the, the lockdown narrative so hard early on. And I think by even in 2020, you and I already knew lockdowns are going to cause far more damage, far more harm oh, yeah. than, than, the, than the virus would ever do. Right. And we didn't have the data back then. Back then, we were like the numbers were still kind of like, you know, out there. We, we still didn't know the numbers. By 2021, it was, it, it was becoming pretty obvious mm-hmm. that 
yep, it's getting bad. And now it's almost undeniable. Like there's way too much research out there to demonstrate that this is a failed experiment. This is a perfect example. The, the, the idea that lies are innocent is been completely shown to be non, like just a, a nonsense idea. You can you can cause immense societal damage with a lie. And all you need to do is just repeat a lie often enough yeah. and people will believe and it. But this is like this is the damage that you cause by lying to people, even if you know the lie is true. I, I truly believe that I don't I, you know, like not all of them, but I truly believe that a lot of people they knew how damaging this would be. They probably knew that it wouldn't work, but they they had to do it anyways because they had other they, they had other purposes. One of them, one of them we know is the whole goal was not to help prevent COVID, not to help save lives, but to get the vaccines into yep. every arm. Mm -hmm. And so these are lies are dangerous, yep. and this is why we harp on our leaders for lying because lies. Like lies actually like one of my favorite uh, bumper stickers is like Pfizer lied, people died. Yeah, it's simple, but it's effective. Basically, the idea is that, you know, lies will get you uh, just incredible damage. So, again, think critically, be skeptical, don't believe mm -hmm. what you're like, everything you're told, even the stories you're being told about Zelensky, like he's basically the new Jesus or the new uh, the savior, know, like savior of the Western world. Yeah, don't believe them. Like Zelensky is every bit as corrupt mm -hmm. as probably every other like Western leader right now. Yep. You know, like they 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 say Putin's the only bad guy. It's like no, there's bad guys all across there's the Western world, all across the board, mm. and some may be worse than others. But to say any of them are innocent is just being blind to the truth. That's right. So, all right. That's going to be the end of today's show. Thank you for watching and thank you for listening. If you're following mm -hmm. us on our video platforms such as YouTube, NewTube, BitChute, and Rumble, then Rumble. we would kindly ask you to subscribe, comment, like, and of course share this video with your friends. If you're mm -hmm. following us on our text platforms such as Facebook, Twitter, and Getter, then of course Getter. follow us, encourage others to follow us, engage with us. When we try and have community activities like Meme Monday or Statement Sunday, which I need to get back into, but I've been very tired. <laughs> but yeah, hard. engage with us and we'll try our best to get back to you as soon as possible. And then, of course, if you're following us on any of our podcast platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Music and the like, then, of course, you can download this audio podcast and you can share with your friends, which we kindly ask you to do. Mm hmm. With that being said, at the Shrewd Dudes Podcast, we like to remind you, why be rude when you when can you be shrewd? shrewd. Yeah. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Have a great couple days. We will see you on Thursday. And until then, God bless. Good night, everybody.